Welcome to To Put It Playfully, the podcast that explores all things kink, sex and lingerie. I'm your host Becky, enthusiast of all things playful and sensual. Each week we bring you a new guest to join a conversation and share their unique perspective. So join us as we delve into the fascinating and thrilling world of play, pleasure and everything in between. Hello and welcome to To Put It Playfully. I'm your host Becky and today in this special Masturbation May episode we are joined by author and sex expert Florence Bark. Her debut book, this book will make you feel something, masturbation, meditations to use on your own or with a partner, takes centre stage today as we celebrate the power of self-pleasure and sexual exploration. So hey Florence, it's a pleasure to have you here today. Thanks for having me. Good, yeah, we both have like a very firm focus on pleasure and all things yes like sex <laughs> yes sex and sex we love positivity. it we can't stop talking about it yeah we can't like we've both created whole podcasts about it so yeah <laughs> literally can't stop us yeah <laughs> literally can't stop yeah you've got this book out which is super exciting yeah. i just wanted to know how you came up with the idea for the book there was actually a 2020 survey that said that half of women in the survey were still embarrassed about admitting that they masturbate. And I think having those kind of ideas in my head and having the passion for talking about what I do and knowing how powerful sex can be and especially solo pleasure, which I don't think we give enough thought to every day. It's clear that there are people out there that still need to learn more about sex and rid the shame because I think it's quite easy whilst we're kind of like bopping around in our sex positive communities Mm. to kind of ignore the fact that most of the world still do feel a huge shame around sex and in particular masturbation for some reason. I remember back when I was in school with my friends at the back of maths class. We were talking about condoms, sex that we were having. We would never ever bring up that we were masturbating. And I think that's really, really interesting. I would love for this book to open that conversation up and get people talking about masturbation. Yeah, that's definitely so true. And I guess masturbation is not part of our sexual education at all, all. even though it is actually absolutely vital that we know how to love ourselves before we can sort of introduce someone else, (laughs) really. (laughs) And be able to have that, the power basically to know what makes us orgasm or makes us feel good. Yeah, it's so important. Yeah, we learn so much through masturbation. Yeah, It's the way that we figure out what feels good, what doesn't feel good, what part of your vulva feels better than the other. I don't think any of us really gave ourselves that time when we were growing up. I definitely knew that I was touching myself back then, but I didn't really know what I was doing because no one ta- no one spoke about it. Yeah, it was literally such like a, it was not even just a taboo subject, but something that you didn't even know other people were doing. Yeah. And you were like, what is going on with me? <laughs> Did it feel like you were the only person on the planet that yeah. knew about it? And so shameful as well. Yeah. Like, oh my God, like, yeah. there's something really weird going on with my body. Like, yeah. Well, if no one ever says anything and you suddenly start feeling this feeling yeah. and you're doing all these things, you're like, 
okay, well, if no one's ever mentioned this before, then what I'm doing must be like the first time anyone's ever done this. And I I think when I was younger, it was just like I automatically knew to hide it Mm -hmm. from people. And I don't know, I think there's, there's something in sex education and how parents should talk to their children about these things that need to normalize it because that is really where the shame starts with everything sex related. Yeah, absolutely. So it kind of almost came from like a personal experience I guess yeah like, yeah you can resonate with it um yeah definitely. Like, yeah definitely think it's still like a huge issue and yeah like you said we do live in a bit of an echo chamber of sex positivity where we just talk yeah. about these things very openly but it's not like that <laughs> it really isn't real especially really like isn't. you know outside of you know these where we live and everything like that we're like obviously we're living in a city and <laughs> Yeah, so different. So in the book, you mentioned 25 different ideas on how to change up the way we masturbate. Could you give us a little sneak peek into one of those? (laughs) Yeah, I would love to. (laughs) Actually, one of my favorites is there's a whole section on breath work. And I don't think we ever really put the two and two together, masturbation and breath work, because breath work kind of comes with like, you know, meditation, Mm. wellness and all that. But when we, I guess when we started learning about sex, we watched porn and that was kind of our sex education we saw a lot of like short sharp breaths we saw people holding their breath with orgasm learning how to breathe during sex and masturbation will enhance everything it's such a big game changer and in the book I go into a couple of different breath work techniques and it basically really focuses your attention because as you know we really get in our minds when we think about orgasming and climax and the female body our pleasure is very much in our heads. The breath work really helps us really reconnect with our body at the same time as touching yourself. I also think when you're focusing on breathing, you're not thinking about your shopping list. Mm. You're thinking about your body. So if you start with kind of focusing on your pelvis and like take a long, deep breath in, either through your nose or your mouth and sort of pull the breath up to the top of your head and release it and sort of focus it like that. And you kind of imagine the breath is the pleasure. Yeah, It's really hard to like, I feel like you have to do it (laughs) to understand how much of a game changer this is yeah it it just it clocks in this whole different thing and you'll start feeling the pleasure like in your limbs in your fingertips in your 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 head will go fuzzy in like a good way yeah it's really cool that's one of my favorite tips in the book I love that because you can translate that into partnered sex as well exactly yeah. you know you pr- it's basically like you're practicing all these things that are yes. going to enhance your pleasure that's so true and I think I think a lot of us feel quite self-conscious about making noises during sex yeah. with partners as well but making the right noises yeah exactly <laughs> like moaning like the American porn stars yeah. and stuff like that but when you I know that the best sex that I've ever had is when I lose all kind of control of my senses and I'm just like being super animalistic and that's when the really deep heavy breathing comes in mm-hmm. and you just don't care yeah I think anything that you do by yourself is good practice for partner sex yeah Losing all in- inhibitions, yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess that ties in as well with your masturbation meditations. Could you tell us a little bit more about that? The meditations are 
a series of 25 erotic short stories that have been designed specifically to masturbate to, which is very different to erotic literature Mm. because I think in those books, there's a lot of character development, there's story development, and the characters have very particular traits. In my stories, they have been designed to be a certain length because there's an average time that people masturbate for, and that's around 10 minutes. Okay. So I've tried to keep all the stories, the reading time, about 10 minutes, and the characters have very little description about them so that anyone that's reading can fantasize whoever they like and put themselves into the scenario which I think is really cool I don't think it's really been done before and I'm really excited about it I just I based all the fantasies off everyone's like top fantasies. Yeah. I asked some of my audience as well on Instagram but also from surveys around finding out what people's top fantasies were which were things like BDSM, control play, threesomes, public sex was one of them. Yeah. Girls having sex with girls was quite a big one as well so there's there's a lot in there but some of them are definitely born from my own crazy sexual imagination. <laughs> like my favourite one is the sheriff and the bandit story which is like a west and themed female bandit takes control of a sheriff it's very hot (laughs) that sounds so cool (laughs) and yeah that's a lot to cram into 10 minutes (laughs) yes yeah it was hard it was hard I was like okay how do I yeah writing short stories is really hard because you want to kind of like go into like the real setup of the story and like how they meet but it's kind of like okay I need to try and make that bit as short as possible so that we can just get into the fucking really but it needs to be sexy and make sense at the same time yeah so how do you like kind of pace it is there like a lead up is it very like yeah you know like porn like straight to (laughs) straight to the point (laughs) it's definitely not straight to the point there's a kind of a little bit of a lead up I think I'm trying to remember how many kind of I guess it varies in each story but there's like a little thing where the characters meet basically Mm. or they're together and there's a bit of like okay why would this be sexy yeah and like how will this scenario ignite the reader's passions and fantasies and imagination amazing and I think is this on audio as well this is on audio and it's fucking hot (laughs) so I I read like the tips and stuff in between but we got proper voice actors to do the stories so it's basically just like listening to audio porn amazing and they're really really hot (laughs) I was listening to them the other day and I was very proud of everyone it was also really weird hearing other people reading my stories yeah because it made it sound like yeah it made it sound really professional I was like oh did I write this that's cool (laughs) that's amazing yeah it sounds like and so those all those meditations are they kind of linked to the tips are they sort of separate there's there's some links so we've kind of kind of ordered them in a way that makes sense for the tips so they kind of build up to get a bit darker I guess so like the BDSM one will be like later on in the book and then some of them specifically kind of link so one of the tips I'll be talking about sex toys and in the story next to it it will include sex toys so things like that but they're not like intrinsically linked yeah it's not like a how-to guide no so you could like you you could be reading a tip and like learning some techniques on touching your vulva and just like flick to the back of the book for the story that you really really want to listen to or read we actually have in the beginning of the book a flow chart so you can decide like what story would really float your boat 
brilliant. Amazing. You know those like old flow charts yeah. that we used to have in like Cosmo Girl when yeah, we were younger. I love those. <laughs> <laughs> They're so addictive. Like yeah. yeah, of course I want to find out what member of Westlife I am. Yeah, like. exactly. <laughs> yeah, there's there's also before every single story, you've got like a little checklist of every sexual act that happens okay. in the story. So before you like decide that you're going to read that one in particular if you're not feeling you know pegging mm. you can go to one that's just about cunnilingus or yeah. if you're not feeling cunnilingus just one about penetration so something for everyone basically yeah similar yeah. to like sex yeah <laughs> like everyone has like a different thing it's also personal isn't it it must yeah be, must be quite a challenge to kind of cover all those areas yeah I mean I kind of just thought if I find this hot like chances are other people are going to find it hot too I was really surprised because I wrote one that was kind of a little bit out there called My Demon and that's basically just like a monster fuck okay. story and I was like okay I don't know if people are gonna really vibe with this one as much as me but it was the favorite one at the publisher's oh, office really? yeah wow. they all loved it they were like wow I was really surprised at how turned on I got by this monster oh my god yeah because yeah. I I wouldn't <laughs> I'm not really into like sort of fantasy creatures or anything yeah. like that but it is kind of a big thing I guess yeah like, like, I guess with, like, the popularization of, like, dragon dildos and <laughs> shit like that, like, it just reminds me of that. And I guess, like, maybe it's having a, like, res- not a resurgence, but maybe, maybe it's having a moment. Maybe. Fantasy creature. I've always been really into vampires, so oh, it was, like, okay. kind of inspired by that. <laughs> was that, like, brought on by <laughs> Twilight? Or <laughs> Yeah, definitely brought on by Twilight. Yeah. Twilight was, like, I think it's funny because... I guess Twilight was probably one of the first things that really got me super horny when I was a teenager. And then I found True Blood. Do you remember that show? Yeah, yeah. My absolute, absolute all-time favourite show. (laughs) And I binged the books after that. And they were very, like... They were stories, but they were, like, sexy stories. Like like the show was. So I guess that's kind of what inspired me (laughs) to get into, like, talking about sex. Because I just got obsessed with it. I was just like, this is so cool. I suppose, yeah, from those kind of young adult books. They do sort of, like... It's like a segue into that sort of thing, isn't it? I don't know why. I guess it's because they're kind of... Teenagers are fucking horny. Yeah. <laughs> so those books are written for teenagers. Yeah. I know. I, I think about it as well. Some of the books that I read when I was younger, I was like, should I have been reading that? And then yeah. like it's kind of unlocked these sort of like strange yeah. like desires and stuff in me. I reckon my cowboy fantasy came from reading The Horse Whisperer when I was oh. 16 <laughs> because there was a very like raunchy sexual relationship in that book. Really? And I was like, wow. <laughs> Like, this is it. Yes. <laughs> Gosh, sexy cowboy oh, whispering to horses. Yes. <laughs> I love it. That's, yeah, that's so, like, I don't know. It just seems like quite a sweet idea. <laughs> so yeah. I'll be reading this book about horse whisperer. <laughs> You're like, oh, damn. <laughs> just actually, like, a rompy sexual romance book. Yeah, yeah. But maybe, yeah, like you said, maybe it's like a teenage thing as well. <laughs> Probably wasn't that raunchy at the time. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> Although... I feel like I tried to read it when I was 14 and my mum basically said, no, that was not for oh, really? you yet. <laughs> but I found it again when I was 16. I'm like, this is time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I've old had, enough. I've had sex. So. <laughs> I can read about it in a book. <laughs> <laughs> um so you're you've you've mentioned like your audience have had some input yeah how has their like experiences contributed to the book 
I guess, yeah, the I put a feeler out there when I was writing, starting writing the stories because I really wanted to. So my publisher sent me a bit of like a list of things that I could write about, like potential storylines and things that people were turned on because they did they did some research for it. Um, but I, I was like, I want to make sure that I'm, you know, really giving my audience the people that are going to buy this book the stories that they want so I yeah I just put a little feeler out there and they wrote in some of their fantasies which included the monster fuck that's why I wrote that story and I think there was like threesomes the BDSM Mm -hmm. ones having sex with a girl it was it was interesting there were there were a lot of the same ones from different people which is quite cool I think yeah we all individually have these fantasies together and we don't even know yeah so I guess that's been their involvement I mean I'm always inspired by my audience they're really the reason that I do what I do Mm. it's been a stressful job doing this because we all know that the sex content that we put up gets taken down by the algorithms we're not pushed up it's like a constant fight so they inspire me to do every single thing I wouldn't be doing them I wouldn't be doing this wouldn't be writing this without their support yeah absolutely and the thing is as well with all these this content kind of being you know shadow banned and stuff like that it's so bizarre because obviously this content is really needed it's so important and like it's not not just needed but it's really wanted as well like yeah. it is it is something that like we want to find our community anything like perverts and stuff like that yeah. we want to find our people we just want to feel comfortable in our bodies yeah and not and like have freaks. good sex <laughs> yeah absolutely like it is so important and not yeah like from a sexual education point of view as well because we're not getting that kind of information from mm. our parents or our teachers like it is really important when content creators are having these conversations yeah we have to be doing it there's there's kind of there will always have to be people doing what we do because the world is in a crazy place right now. Yeah. And we have places in America banning drag shows, the abortion, mm-hmm. ridiculous banning of the abortions in so many states in America. And then you have, I think it was Ohio or something, banning Pornhub in their whole state. So it's like, not that Pornhub's the best place to get yeah. sex education. <laughs> but it's something. But it's something. <laughs> it's a start. And, you know, I, I feel like even when you when you push things like that down it just brings the taboo bigger darker scarier and the darker if you're pushing us to the depths like people find the education somewhere Mm -hmm. so their experience is just going to be they're just not going to be learning the right the right stuff and it's really scary because that's when you get you know sex without consent Mm -hmm. yeah people just kind of having really toxic bad relationships because they're not taught how to do it properly just like misinformation about even like sexual health and things like that exactly like it's so easy to spread it especially when the people who are educating them don't want you to be having sex especially not for pleasure like they want you to be having sex to make babies exactly (laughs) so don't use condoms yeah (laughs) don't use condoms and like don't be aware of like any sexually transmitted diseases or just any of that like it's like really important that like People continue to keep yeah. speaking there, about these things openly. There's a reason that the clitoris has 10,000 nerve endings on it that give us pleasure. Yeah. Like our bodies wouldn't be formed this way if that wasn't something that we take advantage of. Yeah. So, yeah, they can go fuck themselves. <laughs> <laughs>
we're not gonna stop you know like we're passionate about this because we know how much difference it's made in our lives right like and I think that's where it's all started for all of us is finally having that conversation with a friend that changed your perception on everything Mm -hmm. and made you feel normal for feeling the way that you do and I think that's the thing that really is sad is when people are sitting there feeling like the things that they feel aren't normal yeah absolutely we kind of touched on it a little bit about the clitoris like how did you know sort of knowing about your anatomy is something that's actually because quite important and not a lot of people know much about the vulva so like how did that influence the way that you wrote the book I think it's so important to talk about this stuff because from when I was the first time that I ever looked at my vulva I was it was like shock horror like what on earth is that (laughs) between my legs I was like it looks like an alien like (laughs) what am I supposed to do with this and then that gave me that kind of like weird shame Mm. on like how am I ever gonna show this to a partner (laughs) like this is weird but that's because we haven't learned about what bodies look like we haven't seen other bodies that look like that so knowing what your body looks like what it does what parts are what is fundamental to figuring out pleasure but mainly just feeling comfortable in your body yeah And I feel like if you have the confidence with your body and just like the, I guess the drive to have the exploration, that's when you're going to start getting the good pleasure. Mm -hmm. That's when you're going to start learning things properly. So yeah, there was a big part of my book that goes through the whole anatomy because I then go into tips and techniques later on in the book. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, people need to know what I'm talking about here because I'm going to get specific. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it is still shocking that people know so little about it and it's like this is your body like yeah you know yeah it's really important you want to know about all your insides already and yeah. their health and stuff like that and yeah it's like yeah. your genitals shouldn't be any different <laughs> I remember when we were in school I think the only time that I ever saw a diagram of anyone's genitals was in the class that we learned how like babies were yeah, made so that like cross section where you can yeah, see like so you're like tubes. oh I don't care about <laughs> babies and like all of this so you're not really going to pay attention to the small diagrams that you're seeing which aren't very clear Mm. and I don't know about you but my teacher showed us a birthing video oh yeah and that that definitely scared me forever going down there (laughs) yeah it's like oh we're not going to just show you just like a normal vulva we're going to show you one with a baby's head coming out of it and this is your education (laughs) this will tell you everything you need to know just trying to just basically put you off yeah. yeah like don't have sex yeah or you'll ha- get pregnant and die yeah we need to learn <laughs> about we need to learn about pleasure at school yeah like they, that should be part of sex education sex education shouldn't just be about making babies and ejaculation it mm. needs to be about oh actually there's pleasure there's orgasms and we need to learn how to harness those and to communicate about it so that we don't get into bad situations we need to learn about consent yeah. there's so much around sex that we do need to learn about and I mm-hmm. think some schools are changing finally yeah. they're having sex educators come in and talk about these mm-hmm. things but that's a small yeah and even for like people like me and you but we went to school a little while ago yeah. and like, before <laughs> this was a whole like this was more of a hot topic then you know obviously we're really lucky to be having these conversations with people who are like-minded but then yeah. there's people who grow up in ways that are just so much more like um sheltered and things like that it's like no this is for the people who didn't get yeah. their educational well, conversations some schools didn't even have any sex yeah, education yeah and that's yeah it's really sad because then people are going off into their lives 
just thinking, okay, first time they have sex, they're like, okay, what are we doing? Yeah. And it's like, no, like before you even put like any penis near the vulva, like there's so many things you need to think about yeah. and, you know. And it pushes people towards porn. Yeah. And I think the deeper holes that you get into when you're watching porn can be quite dangerous. I mean, I'm sure I've seen like, I don't know, Channel 4 documentaries on young boys watching really like hardcore pornography. And then when they're with their girlfriends, they're trying to like choke them yeah, and, and like they think that they're going to like like things like super rough and like super hard. And their poor girlfriends, like the first time they had sex and they're like, wow, there was no consent there. Yeah. I didn't say that I liked that. And they, they just think that that's what people enjoy. Like because violent, basically. Yeah, because like people show pleasure on porn because they have to, they're acting. Yeah, yeah. And it's just not like that at all. Like even down to the positions. Yeah. And not how people have sex. Yeah. And we can talk about <laughs> kink, but yeah. like you've got to learn the basics first. Yeah, yeah. Just because like... the, the kink world's super cool and it's probably the most consensual community mm-hmm. out there. Yeah. Yeah, because I think everyone in it has taken, really taken the time to actually understand sexuality, yeah. their own sexuality, other people's, and like be open to actually hearing about it. Yeah. And yeah, that's the good thing about pervs. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> they should, they should be teaching pornography in school as well. Like, yeah. in like, in regards to this is not real this is fantasy this is like people making a movie Mm -hmm. and these people have consented beforehand and i don't know yeah there needs to be like there needs to be negotiated everything that's going to happen yeah like i guess it's similar to like media literacy and Mm. that kind of thing like you know watch propaganda and blah 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 which you do get a bit of in school but yeah it needs to go beyond like politics or ethics and morals and stuff like that and be like no this is like stuff that's actually going to affect you in real life yeah exactly <laughs> like, yeah. yeah it is so important so what do you hope like your readers will take away from reading the book big question <laughs> I, I just feel like I just want people to feel a little bit more comfortable with, with themselves inspired feeling sexy I want them to feel a bit more reconnected with their body because I think in the fast paced world that we do live in we don't spend enough time on our solo pleasure and I'm even a culprit of that like I'm I'm definitely someone that you know sometimes has a quick wank before they sleep yeah and I don't really take the time to really like love myself Mm -hmm. from like from my toes up to my boobs and up to my head like I think we should be putting time in because it is self-care and it's scientifically proven to release all these amazing stress busting chemicals and I think could I be could I say like if we were all more like connected with our bodies the world would be a better place yeah you can say that (laughs) say whatever you want so I feel like you know if people read my book I just want them to kind of go away from it thinking wow I'll have a conversation about sex with someone because this book really changed how I felt Mm -hmm. about myself and my body yeah and I I really like like I don't know if if it was just like oh I want to do a book or if it was like intentional but the fact that it is a book and I think like reading itself is a very like intentional activity like you're not in front of a screen you're just like actually just like that is the probably the one thing where you're not distracted by something else yeah you made a choice (laughs) yeah to buy a book sit down down and open that page and put your phone to the side 
which a lot of us find really hard to yeah, do Yeah, and days. that really ties into the mindfulness aspect of it. Because yeah. it's like, yes, be mindful about your self-pleasure. And yeah. the same as you would with a book, I suppose. Exactly. <laughs> or the same as yoga or like, you know, that yeah. walk that you go on in the morning or that cup of tea. Like, yeah. it should be as thought about as all of those things for self-care. Yeah, but yeah, it definitely like everyone has been in the, the situation where, you know, you just get one out quickly. <laughs> yeah. where, like, and it's okay to, to do yeah. that. Like have but, a quickie of yourself, fine. Yeah. But yeah, like doing something that's like being intentional with it, yeah. loving yourself, mm-hmm. go out feeling amazing, Learn glowing. About your body. Yeah. yeah. Like just yeah, know what, try something new. Yes. <laughs> and read a book about it. <laughs> yeah. I like I just think it's a really important subject. And I don't know yeah. that I've seen much like like obviously some people talk about it in a very broad terms or very like briefly like on an Instagram post or something but yeah to actually take the time to like talk about it in a book I think it's, <laughs> it's really cool specifically yeah like because there's lots of like manuals not yeah. manuals but like books about like sex and how to be a good lover and shit yeah. like that and like no like be in love for yourself <laughs> exactly and read some hot stories at the same time that are going to turn you on and, yeah and it's not like an education yeah Yeah. like it's like a bit of everything yeah so how like were there was there anything when you're writing the book that you found surprising or like that people didn't know about or one of the biggest facts that actually changed during my writing process was scientists believed that there were 8,000 nerve endings in the clitoris and this research was based on research that they did on cows Uh, Okay. (laughs) Not actually the human body. Oh, wow. But during writing my book, they actually released proper research that had found 10,000 nerve endings in the human vulva clitoris. Oh, my God. So that was, I think... I mean, that was great for me because I was like, hmm, I've been hearing that this fact is not completely like solid, but people have been saying it for years. Right. And I was really I was contemplating taking it out because I was like, I don't know, like, can I really put in something that wasn't based on the human body? Mm. But luckily for me that the scientists pulled through just the right time. (laughs) They were like, we need this for Florence's book. (laughs) Yeah. Get this out. (laughs) The whole experience was cool, though, because I like I I delved into more research on like techniques and things that people could do and I mean writing a book was hard yeah it was really really hard and I I won't you know I won't say it was an easy process Mm. I put a lot of love and energy into it yeah and I just hope that people enjoy it yeah (laughs) well they're going to enjoy it because they're going to be masturbating (laughs) so it's basically a a win-win people come (laughs) yeah you'll be like I've made so many people come this year wow I wonder what that'll do for my karma (laughs) <laughs> something good yeah. like you're gonna be reincarnated as a unicorn <laughs> <laughs> a god a god yeah maybe not <laughs> a, a god's like in the shape of a giant clitoris yeah but also just back to your facts about the i didn't know that cows had a clitoris so i just learned something Me new neither <laughs> i just Me neither. i always assumed that animals apart from like dolphins and yeah, pigs have sex fact. yeah don't have sex for pleasure yeah 
Okay. It's pretty confusing. Clearly, I'm going to need to do some further reading. Yeah. Because <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> yeah, please. Everyone go out there and figure out where this previous research was from properly. Yeah. And then while you're there, you can go and buy the book. Yes, please. <laughs> while, you're, yeah. while you're Googling cow yeah. clitoris or whatever, open yeah. a new tab. <laughs> get the audio book get the paper book yeah the book's actually designed as well to lay flat if you like really crank it open <gasps> so that you can leave the pages open on what you're like looking that at is genius so that you can you know move <laughs> your hands away from the book because that's one of my pet peeves when you're reading a book and you, you want to put it down but then you're like oh I don't want to like flip over the page or anything just like that is really clever that yeah. is really smart <laughs> yeah that was that was the publishers not me but yeah but still <laughs> <laughs> it was you get the, all the credit <laughs> yeah I'll take it <laughs> amazing so it's so lovely to chat to you today about my favorite subject Thanks as always <laughs> but yeah go and buy Florence's book yeah. it's out go get it <laughs> this book will make you feel something yeah audio paperback <laughs> <laughs> bye bye thank you for listening to to put it playfully if you want to follow us on social media find us at playful promises and don't forget to hit the subscribe button to learn about our new podcast episodes see you then uh.